I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? It is a beautiful winter day here in Utah. Actually, it's a little unseasonably warm. No snow for Christmas this year, which is a super bummer for me because <laughs> I love snow. Um, but it does make it easier to get out of the house a little bit more. So there's the bright side for that. I actually just got back from the gym and oh man, I always feel so good to move my body. I really celebrate myself every time I go and it feels like a million bucks. So yay me. Um, today we're going to talk about how to get rid of our bad habits and stop buffering and indulging in false pleasures so that we can experience more of the true pleasures that life has to offer for us. But first, I want to share with you one of the sweet reviews that I received in iTunes. This one comes from Carrie and it's titled Amazing. She says, I love how Jane challenges me to look in the mirror and see the real me. Some days I feel like I can take on the world. And then there are those days I don't want to get out of bed. Jane's podcasts are insightful and give me the tools to change my thought process to be a happier me. Thanks so much, Jane. Ah, thank you so much, Carrie. I so appreciate you taking the time to share what you find is helpful. And I really want to honor you for being willing to take a look at yourself. This is vulnerable work. It takes courage to look at the cracks and chinks in our own armor and find those areas where we need a little work, but the payoff is so huge and life is so much better when we do it. So really good work, my friend. And thanks again. And for the rest of you, listen, if you're enjoying this content, will you do me a huge favor and please leave me a five-star review and rating? It only takes a moment and it really helps me to be able to make it more available to more of our sisters who need this help too. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about cravings. What do you crave? Some of mine are chocolate, Netflix, online shopping, and interestingly enough, work. <laughs> I love working. Everything we want in life is because of the way that we think it will make us feel. And when we satisfy a craving, what's really happening in the brain is that it receives a flood of dopamine, which feels really good. Let's talk a little bit about dopamine. I want you to understand what it is and why it's important. Dopamine is known as the feel-good neurotransmitter. It's just a fancy name for a chemical messenger in the brain, but it is the one that makes us feel good, feel satisfied, feel um, happy, a little elated, right? It plays a crucial role in various functions, including our mood regulation, motivation, pleasure, reward. And what happens is when we experience something enjoyable or rewarding, such as eating something yummy or engaging in a fun activity or accomplishing a task, the brain releases dopamine. And when the brain feels that dopamine hit, it creates a positive association with whatever activity we're doing. And then our brains want more of it, which encourages us to repeat that activity. 
So understanding how dopamine works is super important because instead of indulging in activities that creates false pleasure and leave us with a net negative effect, meaning that we're worse off after engaging in that activity than we were before we did it, we can use this knowledge to experience true or pure pleasure, which leaves us with positive side effects and real wins. So let me share a few examples with you. Let's say you're having a bad day and you're craving something that will make you feel better. So you reach for that brownie that's been calling your name. And yes, I'm totally speaking from experience here. <laughs> well, we eat that highly processed sugary food and it really lights the brain up with dopamine. So you eat one, it's super pleasurable. And then your brain says, Hey, that was awesome. Let's do that again. And so you do. And then several brownies later, you feel sick. You feel awful. There's a net negative effect because all of that sugar makes you crash and feel horrible. And now you not only have this tiredness, this fatigue feeling, but we also have all those excess calories on our body that we have to deal with. It's a false pleasure. Our brain thinks it will bring us long-term satisfaction, but it doesn't. And when we indulge in false and super concentrated pleasure, we don't enjoy natural sources of sweetness and pleasure. Think about this. If you eat brownies all day long, fruit doesn't taste good at all. It's not sweet enough. And the natural pleasure we could experience from eating fruit rather than the hijacked, high processed foods is lost. Not to mention, we lose out on the nutritional benefits as well. That would give us a net positive effect rather than a net negative one. And maybe sugar really isn't your temptation. So think for a moment, what do you crave when you're feeling down or bored or stressed? I know for me, when I have a million things to do, all I want to do is find a good show to binge on Netflix. I want to check out. I want to avoid the pressure of my list and I want to get lost in a show. I don't want to have to think about all the things that I need to do. And my brain loves the dopamine it feels um, when it enjoys that diversion and gets that entertainment. And believe me, I have done this, right? Once the show is over, however, reality comes racing back. My list is still there and now I'm even further behind. My stress level is even higher because now I've added even more negative emotion and pressure to my plate, and it gives me a net negative effect. Okay, so maybe your brain loves that dopamine hit that comes from a little online shopping. Oh man, my brain loves scrolling through items and catalogs, and I love adding things to my cart. Anybody else feel this way? Raise your hand. This is you. I know I'm not alone. I deal with this a lot. I have lots of clients that love to buffer with shopping. And also that little hit of dopamine that we get when we get those packages in the mail, it feels so good, right? Until my credit card bill arrives and I realize I've spent more than I wanted to. And now I've created a net negative effect of having blown my budget and then also having to deal with more stuff in my life. What am I going to do with all the things, right? We have to manage all the things. So many kids and young adults turn to gaming or electronics for their dopamine hits. I see this in my own grandkids. They love spending time on their tablets. Just they, I can just watch them scroll. Even the 
babies, the little ones, they just love taking that finger and scrolling. The brain delights in that fresh new image on the screen. And it's a constant hit of dopamine, but they're constantly seeking that next level up or that next stage, that next new thing that flashes on the screen. We do this as adults with our social media, right? Every time they get that hit of dopamine, it feels like they're winning, but those wins are false. Gaming provides a net negative effect because when it's over, all of the time spent gaining those false wins is gone and they're left without any true wins or accomplishments. So it's no wonder that so many of us are depressed. It's false. It's false pleasure. It's a false win. There's no truth to it, right? This addiction to false pleasure can lead to pornography use, drug use, obesity, gambling, um, alcoholism, so many net negative effects when we don't manage our urges and we engage in activities that produce false pleasures. So the question of course is how do we stop engaging in these buffering activities that leave us worse off than before? I've got three good tips for you today. So listen closely, maybe take a note or two and see which one might help you. First, we have to be willing to experience our negative emotions. Now I've talked about emotions a couple times already on this show. It's so, so important. You need to know this negative emotions are not a problem to be solved. Instead of trying to fix them quickly by turning to food, social media, and other net negative activities, we have to build that muscle of sitting with our negative emotions. We need to learn to observe them and allow them in our bodies so that we can let them dissipate on their own rather than trying to cover them up or mask them with something else. If we're willing to feel our emotions, no matter how unpleasant they feel in the moment, we learn self-mastery. We gain confidence because we know we can handle whatever life throws our way. It's such a crucial part of our development to learn, to learn how to process our negative emotions and delay gratification in order to produce better results for ourselves. Okay. Second, we have to learn to embrace natural pleasures and real wins. As I mentioned earlier, Every time I finish my workout at the gym, I give myself a little high five and I say something like, yay me, another win today. Good job, Jane. And I thank myself for getting it done. My brain loves that reward and it really helps me get out the door the next time it's time to go work out. So really celebrate yourself when you take positive action. It's the same dopamine hit as when you eat the brownie, but it's true, unrefined, good pleasure, and it produces a net positive effect in my life. Now, having said that, it's also possible for exercise to become a buffer as well. Anybody ever over-exercise because you don't want to feel negative emotion or you're trying to mask something else that's going on for you? Anything that we overdo can create a net negative effect. I remember back to the days when I used to do this, I would go to the gym six days a week, no matter what. And at times it was an unhealthy balance. I would spend more time than necessary and take time away from my family, from creating other things, from serving. I put more strain on my body than was necessary. I even injured my hip to the point where I needed surgery and I created a net negative effect for myself. So just be on to yourself when considering what you're producing with the choices that you make. 
Okay. And third, create healthy goals that will create small wins for you every single day. Listen, having goals is so important. Goals really help us to use dopamine to our advantage as it plays this crucial role in motivation and goal-directed behavior. When we get those little dopamine hits that come from keeping ourselves promises or from taking small steps forward, it helps create the drive and the desire to pursue the next steps to achieving our goals. Because when we anticipate a reward, just the anticipation alone makes our dopamine levels increase. Let me say this again. This is so important. Just the anticipation alone makes our dopamine levels increase and it spurs us on to take those actions to achieve that reward. What are you looking forward to? What are you wanting to create? What would it feel like to get that goal of yours? Can you feel that in your body? Can you find that anticipation? It's such a driving motivator. I've found this to be so true as I've built my coaching business. If I take time every week to reflect on what I've accomplished and really celebrate my effort, I gain fresh momentum to keep going, to create even more. It's, it's just so, so fun. I remember back in the day when I was trying to lose weight, I remember my coach saying, make your food boring and your life interesting. Well, at the time, I couldn't imagine what would be more interesting than yummy treats, right? I was a true sugar addict for sure. But I really took her comment in and I wondered what my life would look like if I could make that statement true for myself. And it got me searching for ways to experience more natural pleasures. Once I started experiencing the joy of learning and growing again, it reminded me of who I really was. I felt like I came home to myself, who I was born to be. It was sort of like this fog was lifted and I felt alive with life again. I didn't need the brownie to feel good anymore. So do I still eat sugar occasionally? Sure, but I don't need it to be happy. And I certainly don't want it to control me or my behavior. I don't need it for my reward. So how about you? What do you use to buffer or numb yourself? Think on this today. Come up with your own plan to create more net positive experiences for yourself. And if you'd like some help achieving your goals and living a healthier, happier life, my midlife shift program would be perfect for you. Book a free call with me. I'm going to put the link in the show notes and let's chat about it together. Okay, my friends, make it an incredible day. And I will be back next week with more goodness. Talk soon. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together and we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.